Okay. Hello, and welcome to Stakes' Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And today, we are screaming about Feral Scream, part one. I don't know that it was that bad. Yeah, it's, it's more, we're going to mildly complain about it this yes. week. <laughs> it's... We're going we're gonna to whine. Feral moaning, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Also, are you pronouncing it feral or feral? I've never been entirely sure. Uh, I always, I always feral. say feral. That is fine by me. You know, so like this... Will Ferrell? Same way. It's spelled yeah. different. Same thing. I, I would definitely prefer Will Ferrell Scream, in which uh, <laughs> Tudor, when exposed to an alien uh, device, becomes Ron Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be weird. But yeah. Wait, you mean that's Cheetor at the end of the episode? <gasps> no! Oh. Spoilers. I thought it was Ravage. <laughs> totally does just look like Ravage. That probably would have been a better episode. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, they did make a Ravage out of that mold. That's why I thought it was Ravage. And yeah. kind of it that way, yeah. So, Fear Screen Part 1, uh, first aired January 31st, 1999, written by Greg Johnson, also wrote uh, Equal Measures, Guerrilla Warfare, and Bad Spark, uh, two of which I would say are better episodes than this, and he's also written a ton of Rescue Bots. Oh, uh, really? Cool. Yes. Rescue Bots is good childish fare. Yeah, you know, it's, it's much better than it has any right to be. Yeah. If, if you say so. It, it's enjoyable. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're like, I'll believe you. <laughs> Look, see, now, I I think we went into this a little bit when we started doing Stasis Pod. Now we live in an age where there's so much Transformers media that people who are serious fans of the franchise can still just skip some of it because <laughs> maybe that's not for them. Whereas in, we were talking about how, you know, how whether big hardcore G1 people watched Beast Wars. I was like, of course they did. There was nothing else. You had to. <laughs> what else are you going to watch? G.I. Joe Extreme? <laughs> no. No one was going to watch that. It had Gary Chalk in it. No. Yeah, I suppose. Did it have Scott McNeil in it? I'm, uh, yes. Yeah, I think Scott that was the first things. And, uh, well, I know Scott McNeil did, like, the, uh, Deke seasons of G.I. Joe. Oh, oh yeah, he did. Uh, he's, uh, he's the head man. He did some, uh, New Adventures of He-Man. Oh, right, yes. So, like, like, oh. that's around, like, 90, 91 or so. I think the first thing the Beast Wars, like, the majority of the Beast Wars cast was involved with was Rama One Half. Okay. Interesting. He, he may very well be in, is that, what, like, late 80s, sort of? I don't remember when it was, but I know on IMDb, David Kay and Scott McNeil were both involved in it. Okay. And I think other members of the Beast Wars cast were involved in it as well. Okay. I could be wrong. I vaguely recall that Venus Terzo's in that as well. Yes. She would be the other safe bet, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so once I, again, I have completely waylaid the conversation. That's cool. I just want to note that uh, uh, Scott McNeil played the, the head man 
the drug dealer who was so evil because drugs that G.I. Joe and Cobra teamed up to fight him. <laughs> drugs are bad, yo. Oh, judging by McNeil's Wagon. performance, he is flamboyantly gay. <laughs> I continue to blame Nancy Reagan. <laughs> that is also evil. Winners yes, don't, she is. Winners don't use drugs, kids. Yo, Joe. <laughs> and also, because drugs are so evil, he actually dies at the end of that episode. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's wow, pretty They serious. really wanted to do the whole Nancy Reagan thing with that, huh? Yes. And I think he's like number two guy is Gary Chalk. Huh. huh. Anyway, th- we, we, we may post this with the episode notes, because I'm sure there's a clip of that on YouTube. Yeah. But anyway, on the prehistoric Earth, it is a dark and stormy night. Lightning, thunder, stasis pods, Megatron live! <gasps> it's like, it's like yep. season two. So ominous. Yes. Yay. This is a really great electrical storm. Yeah. It's pretty nice. And so, they're, yeah, they're Waspinator and Megatron have a stasis pod. Cheetor and Optimus are chasing them. Cheetor pulls a gigantic rifle out of somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Cheetor, you know. why, yeah. why do you think you're a sniper? This is like mistake number 57 or something. Yeah. Here's my notes. Cheetor randomly has a sniper rifle and ruins everything with it. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's like season one. <laughs> I'm also amused by the fact that Megatron tells Waspinator to protect the stasis pod with his life. And the next thing Waspinator does is drop the stasis pod. Yes. However, he does actually, Megatron, or Cheetor, does get outwitted by Waspinator here. Yeah. Because Waspinator gets out of the way of this shot, the the shot hits close to Optimus, and Optimus is buried in an avalanche. Also, everyone has such bad aim in this fight. It's very rainy. It's I guess. <laughs> also, it sure is convenient that Optimus's new guns are just below his head, so they don't have to worry about framing his ridiculously huge character model. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the Predacons get away with this, and luckily, uh, here comes Tuxedo Manta once more uh, to <laughs> kind of save the day. Hey. By which I mean he digs up Primal with uh, his power pizzas. Yeah. He, he digs them up. And Cheetor asks him to take it easy with them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that line. Specifically calls them that a little later. Yes. Also, Waspinator's doing his best Igor impression. Oh, yes. oh it's so good. When he's at the... Well, okay, my so notes I, say Tarantulas is creepiest science lab, but it's actually Megatron's. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, so yeah. Death Charge, instead of helping, goes off to fight Rampage. Primal goes back to the base. Cheetor is told to wait for backup. But does not because he's Cheetor. Primal is so mad at Depth Charge too. It's great. yes, yeah. And meanwhile, yeah, the Megatron and Waspinator are working on this thing that looks so much like a toy. Megatron's evil machine aesthetics are like, just how, spot on. How was this not a microverse playset or some kind of playset? I will never understand. Yeah, it's really cool. It's oh, it would have really been perfect good. for that. It's built out of like spider legs and spines. It's got like sp- there are bits that light up. This would have been, you know, an amazing, you know, this this really looks like a circa 1999 Kenner product. Oh yeah, yes. And there's it lights all up with transmetal power. Yep. Inject the transmetal goo to uh, form the transmetal warrior within. Yes. There's all some this poses require hand support. And all this cackling, yep. and it's just it's it's good. And yeah, Waspinator is doing an Igor here, which is great. He installs the transmetal driver by shoving it straight into a wall. Also, 
you know, I, I, uh, I admit it's been about three years now since I worked IT, but I'm pretty sure that a driver does not usually come in the form of a strangely textured sphere. Uh, I'm pretty sure a driver is normally just a piece of software. Okay, so let's talk about the transmetal driver here, because this is the first time we're seeing it. Uh-huh. Uh, we find out later in the episode that it was it is alien technology that was altered by Megatron, uh-huh. and that's all we know about it. Where did yeah. Megatron get it? It's, it's a MacGuffin. It's, but he, it's like we should have seen it in a previous episode, but we yes. didn't get that episode. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. MacGuffiniest. I mean, there's nothing about transmetals that are inherently alien technology. Well, it was. They were and caused they were by that big by explosion. The quantum wave. surge, yeah. which is alien question mark. Uh, I always thought it was just Cybertronian engine blowing up. But I guess it was also the moon. I mean, thing. you'd think if every time an engine blew up, you know, they would have seen transmetals before instead of having to yeah. come up with a name for them. Yeah. I blame the moon more than the uh, transwarp wave blowing up. I blame the transwarp wave for spreading so far. Yes. Yeah. Because, remember, it was the transwarp wave that was, like, reaching Cybertron, because those uh, dudes in that Predacon space station weren't becoming transmetals. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume that, A, Megatron got this from the, the Jiffy Pop base back in other <laughs> visits, or he pulled it out of his butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or C, FIFA sent it to him, because it definitely looks more like the uh, I was thinking that new too. soccer ball than the old soccer ball. Yes. The, the crazy soccer ball that's uncontrollable. <laughs> Only this more one. Driver's search is software. It's just a piece of software. I, I lean more towards the pulled it out of his butt explanation, because that's where the writers got it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to accept the idea of a hardware thing being called a driver if it's like the uh, yeah. engine that makes the entire machine that they're using work. Yeah, there's but it doesn't like the direct thing. But eh. yeah, it's a physical thing that drives a process that it's confusing <laughs> where it came from. Yeah. yeah. Really so Optimus's damaged textures after Cheetor manages to blow him the hell up are really, really beat up looking. Yeah. They are doing so well with the damaged textures in this episode, and maybe to their own detriment, as I'll get into later. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to write off the driver thing as being the result of writers in the 90s having no idea how computer stuff even is. I mean, these are probably the same people who wrote a bunch of reboots, so they probably believe that their computers are run by tiny blue people inside. <laughs> yes. And I assume the driver thing came after their printer uh, started spitting out PC load letter too many times. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that's a word that has to do with making computers uh, understand things, right? Sure. Yes. And they murdered thousands of innocent computer creatures with game cubes. Yeah. Uh, nullified. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they're they're after the stasis pod, and at this point we, we learned the stasis pod is a blank. Yeah. So, and Primal's talking about how this what's in the stasis pod is innocent. It's not innocent. It's not alive. Yeah, it's not anything. Literally, what it says in my notes is, if it's a blank, it's not anything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like they're trying to rescue the air conditioner that fell off the Axelon. Yeah. I mean, it's not great that the Predacons have it, but oh, that innocent air conditioner, too pure for this world. <laughs> There's, there's no real moral compunction to to do anything about it. It's not a no. thing. It, it, it's 
the robotic equivalent of a pile of stem cells. Maybe not even that much. It's just... Yeah. It's some maybe goo. <laughs> it's a repatch holes and things. It's a life, not a choice, Megatron. <laughs> also, Chihiro trying to sound cool here is so pathetic. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the next two episodes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, I like... Because Cheetor is rad to the extreme. Cheetor, so so Primal suggests... Well, he's not rad to the extreme. He's not here to tell us about the Transformers. Well, no, he's getting... Okay. But, uh, he, uh... So so Primal tells him to wait for backup. He goes, backup? Uninstall that. Yeah. And and I was very (laughs) sad. That is definitely an Enzo from Reboot Line. Yeah. I, I think... Just, I'm going to blame everything on just the writer not understanding computers. It was the 90s, that was kind of forgivable, you could get away with it. I mean, listen, yeah. I saw most of Hackers. <laughs> I own a Mac, what more do I need? Yeah. I just, you know, turn this thing on and then I hack the planet. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Something, something, that guy from Short Circuit. <laughs> I was going to say something, something, that guy who played Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh, right, he is in that. Yeah. I think basically playing Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> They're trashing our rights, man. Like Zoinks, Angelina. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, Megatron is speechifying. He is putting cells from Dinobot in this thing. Is that made yeah. clear before Dinobot comes out of the thing? I don't I, think so because not he probably sure it's uh, and he all because it doesn't have a spark. He puts the chunk of Rampage's spark uh, that he has in his pointy squeeze box into it. Yeah, oh. I think this is the point where Megatron's hard on for Dinobot reaches maximum weird. Yeah, absolutely. My notes are just wait. Megatron chose this. This is conclusive <laughs> evidence of his crush. Well, yes. it's it's a bit of that. It's also a bit of Superman Four. Yeah, it's a bit of Superman Four. It's, yeah. it's somehow not as dumb as Superman Four, but no. uh, <laughs> well, it doesn't involve anybody dismantling hundreds of nuclear weapons. No, no, and and the yeah. Dinobot copy doesn't show up talking like Megatron, as amusing as that would be. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Megatron's uh, useless New Wave nephew is not in this either. Uh, yeah. Lenny Megatron. <laughs> Oh, God, imagine a Transformer played by John Cryer. I mean, it, um, he's done voice work. It's not impossible. It's not impossible, but I'm trying to imagine who he'd play. Well, obviously, he'd be a guy who turns into a duck. <laughs> oh, that'd make him a robot's in disguise Decepticon. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so he's doing this. Uh, he's got a little... I love, the dramatic, I love the dramatic return of Scott McNeil's fourth paycheck. Yes, and from <laughs> yes. the Tempest Fury, the spark ignites to sire new life, transmetal to life, because Megatron is the guy who names the new toys. <laughs> but he's not even good at it, because Hasbro was not always good at it. <laughs> yeah, that's a real... Okay, I think this is the point where we talk about what is up with transmetal twos. <laughs> yeah. So was the guy in charge of naming things out for vacation that week? <laughs> I, I think so. Maybe. I mean, the idea was that I guess they were taking the transmetal idea a little further by making them 
instead of having them like strictly robotic animals and then robots with some organic bits just making them like totally mashed up all over the place and kind of monstrous and yeah i think the word here is gnarlier yeah yeah they're gnarlier and they were basically coming up with better names than transmetal for that maybe yeah although although in universe it makes sense to keep the transmetal connotation as like the explanation for how it's happening being related to the previous thing but but you call it they don't do enough to distance from it like it's like they were just talking to Scott McNeil when he's voicing Piccolo on Dragon Ball Z. Oh, well, now they got a Super Saiyan 2 now. Oh, we could use that! Transmetal 2! What? No, that's a <laughs> Yeah. Which actually, did he voice long enough for... Tra- Jetstorm, what's his power level? <laughs> hmm. Vegeta is that guy who played Jetstorm, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Brian uh, Drummond. Uh, shoot, right, right. Over 9,000. Over 9! Because, you know, Transformers sucks back side mid-10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, nine? <laughs> and then he crushes that uh, little uh, strip of uh, red translucent plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the tech-spec decoder. Yes. That's kind of mistake. So anyway, or in, unless you're uh, unless you're involved with the uh, the darker parts of fan characters back in the '90s, in which case you you could have ten plus. Actually, I'm pretty sure some uh, Transformers had ten plus stats. Yeah, like I think Optimus. Yeah, but but I can promise you that fan characters had them first. I I believe you. Oh yeah. I'm- I mean, of, of course a fan character was the first to have 11 or 12 as a stat. And they were probably named Super Saiyan Optimal Goku Original Character Do Not Steal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking more along the lines of Echo Warrior. Oh, uh, yeah. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the, uh, the new Dinobot, the new Transmetal 2 Dinobot comes out, and he is pretty cool. He yeah. immediately does Chun-Li's machine gun kick. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he's kind of like a zombie, but he's a cyborg, and he's like a dinosaur skeleton. And he's also like a Terminator. Yes, he's everything that ten-year-old boys love. And, yeah. and he scares the crap out of Waspinator. <laughs> yes. Rightly so, I would say. And then Cheetor fighting him is shockingly competent up to the point where he gets hit with a tail whip by Dinobot. Well, and also he says that he's going to spice things up with some hot Cheetor pepper. Oh, yeah. That was my second part of that note, which is the hot Cheetor pepper line. And I also think that the the thing with where Dinobot has the, the like robot monocle and there's like a laser sight that is usually there and that you can send energy pulses along that, that is really neat. It is, but wasn't that supposed to be green? Oh, was it supposed to be green? I don't think it's green. It's not green, but wasn't it green in his previous version? Oh, yes. Yeah, his, yeah, his eye lasers were green before. Yeah, but I mean, he's a crazy skeleton man now. He's all sorts <laughs> yeah. of different colors. Seems like it should have be to green just to connect to the previous version. And he also mm-hmm. has, like, extra robot flanging on his voice. Yeah, he does definitely have more uh, 
vocoder effects. Mm-hmm. But I I will say when he when he speaks again, I I had some feels. Yeah, this is kind of messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I I had some strong feels there when he yeah. when so, he yeah. was was just Dinobot's voice. Yeah. This also raises questions. How the hell does Depth Charge know who Dinobot is? That is a good question. Really really good question. Maybe he was reading the crew manifests or something. Or he saw it previously on Beast Wars. <laughs> yeah, I vote that. So yeah, he gets uh, he gets knocked into this machine. There is and a energy very stuff. prominently looped yellow. And cane. then yes, <laughs> I thought, gee, either either Ian James Corlett has yeah. gigantic no, you, lungs. You can clearly hear the same part repeated twice. Or they're looping. Uh. <laughs> well, what do you want from them? <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! Depth charge is super damaged-looking and, and holding a chunk of Cheetor's fur chest metal thingy. Yes, like bits of Cheetor mm-hmm. are found dotting the landscape. Yeah, that is how dead he seems to be. Oh. Yes, and so you know, Depth Charge goes back to base, <laughs> and when Primal asks how Cheetor Cheetor is, he, he just kind of tosses this chunk of his corpse at him for reasons. Depth charge is not oh. good at dealing with these things. Yeah. Cat was like tough. He went out fighting. Cat was tough. He went out fighting. You can tell because he was just as damaged as you know I am, or Optimal Optimus was. <laughs> yeah. But look, here's, here's a certainly not like armor that he could have lost without coming to much up, yeah. much additional harm. No, he bothered to look for bigger parts. And after the questioning. Depth Charge goes downstairs to plug the Transmodal 2 driver into a computer, which tells him it has no idea what it is or what it does, but it can tell that Megatron did something to it. Yes. Depth Charge. <laughs> Maybe he signed it. I was thinking like you like they, like they a baseball. signed drivers for security. Oh, so, yeah. I think the important part here is <laughs> yeah, like you do. You know, just you know, sign one, toss it the into the crowd. The important part is that Depth Charge has his own Batcave. Yes, with a computer at all. He's got a bat computer. Yes, he claimed a little cavern in the in the mountain in in what will become it, Mount Saint Hillary. It's not a Batcave and a Bat computer. It's a Manta Cave and a Manta computer. So totally he, different. So he has Manta Bat repellent spray. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe he has, like, Manta Crab repellent, because he spends most of his time fighting a crab. And I assume he also yeah. has, like, a giant uh, dinosaur oh, in there, like that one, but it's purple and green, like uh, a giant wampum. So he built his bat cave in the I'm space the where the dinobots have... will ra- later be built. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> dinobots? <laughs> I thought you were supposed to build dinosaurs. <laughs> We all hate you, huh? You're a jerk. You're almost never on the show. After scanning the Transmetal 2 driver, Depth Charge tosses it into a giant lake of lava. Never again, Megatron. Like, I don't know, maybe give that to Rhinox to study or something, or keep it. Because, of course, Black Rackney does... Because she is is all yoink. These are the benefits of being a spider, I suppose. Competency is a benefit yes. of being a spider? Well, no, but she she grabs it specifically by, you know, web, using yeah. her web to run. She spider mans it. Thwips. Spider powers. Thwips. Yes, she thwips it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. 
Unfortunately, she uh, she also broke its neck. It didn't have that's a, okay. It didn't have a neck. It's, it's it a little dressed in a round green jacket thing, you know. And, uh, go-go boots. She got it fine. She's not wearing underoos. Okay, yeah, it just it's just no one tells Optimus anything. Nope. Just Depth Charge gets this thing and he studies it and he was just gonna throw it in the no. lava and then Black Arachnia gets it. No one's telling Optimus anything. Nobody's good at teams. Yeah. I mean, no, the most they tell him is aware of entirety of this episode. Nobody's telling Optimus yeah. anything. The, the only thing he's told in the entire episode is R.I.P.D. Cheetor. Yes. <laughs> and twice. And you know, it's not like yeah. you know, it's not like Primal is yeah. not an approachable or reasonable authority figure. Transformers has ever had. He's a good dude. Yeah, like maybe tied with animated, but yeah, why would you Basically. lie to him? Because <laughs> uh, you're a jerk. I know. <laughs> yeah, you're hiding a medical condition. Or you're condition. duplicitous, or in the case of Cheetor, <laughs> question mark. But me. Meanwhile, Cheetor is starring yeah. the Army of Darkness remake. Yeah. yeah. Cheetor shows up at the doors yeah, of he's still alive. looking no more worse for wear than Optimus or Depth Charge were. Yeah. 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 No, he's definitely dead. It's, it's growing And also weird stuff is happening with his hand. We were all there at one point, Cheetor. It's, it's okay. Cat head over it. Yeah, which looks funny. Yes. Ducky! Back yeah. at the Predacon base, Megatron is lounging in the tub with his. Finally, uh, we get now, Rubber Ducky. I, I trans didn't realize metal it was this ducky. far into the show that the Ducky showed up. I assumed he was like in the middle of season two or earlier. I'd forgotten how little there is of him. No. Yeah. I, I we do see yeah. it uh, no, in not, uh, coming of the Fusors, yeah, but he doesn't have it in the tub. But it is one of the more prominent appearances. Yeah. Remember, he's. I remember in that uh, episode, yeah. uh, Black Rackney's at the base going through all the Megatron stuff. Yeah, well, this is the like first time we see Megatron head and with the, his like a bowling ducky. trophy, and the rubber ducky is there. Oh, rubber ducky! Actively engaging with the rubber ducky. Yes. Three exclamation points after ducky. Finally, <laughs> <Bye>, ducky. <laughs> and uh, I will again. As far as stuff that goes in show notes, uh, there are various <laughs> recordings on YouTube of David K. singing the rubber ducky song. Yeah. And he is so fun. Because he is the one. And yeah, uh, Rampage is unsurprisingly <laughs> not pleased with having half of his soul in some kind of skeletal yeah, undead abomination. Yeah, the phrasing appropriately pissed. Yeah, that's reasonably concerned. Yes. Yeah, just to make him like yeah, it a is the dickest sex of doll or whatever. Well, I mean, that is hopefully not happening because... Uh, from what well, we can yeah. tell, I mean, Transmetal I 2 Dinobot is like 90% sharp that. angles. He's 90% He's sharp angles, 10% no what Dinobot, and the 10% Dinobot seems to be what Megatron was going for. Yeah. yeah. And, wait, the this is where Dinobot 2 opens his spark chamber, and somehow, seeing the other half of his spark causes Rampage pain? Oh, that's well, no, he's he can also like squish uh, yeah. it in the squeeze box, because the that box is in his chest too, and apparently this is causing Dinobot oh, pain, oh, or he just feel doesn't pain. feel any pain because Pretty he's an unfeeling zombie. Just... <laughs> I I cannot self terminate. steel can now also yep. torture Rampage. Jerk. 
I've delegated that responsibility, says Megatron. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got to have one hand free and one hand on my rubber ducky. I can't have... I don't have a and third hand he actually to, does to squeeze your squeeze torture box. They don't well, have thumbs. They don't count. They can shoot yes. lasers. Well, that's true. Those are those are. Yeah, but that's not the same as having thumbs. I guess. <laughs> anyway, so Dinobot is now sent out to recover the driver. Uh, Death Charge is out of the CR chamber. Yay. And he is headed to Subgrid Zarek to hunt Rampage. I would assume uh, so, I assume yeah. that's named after that uh, like Zarek, uh, Scorponok's head. There there were no... I, I do not recall any prominent fan community members who went by the name Zarek at the time. And, interestingly, I will also note that uh, earlier yeah, in the episode, Silverbolt and Pelagrachny were off-combing subsector Talleries. Uh, I think so. Uh, uh, did she run one of the website? not I one think. that comes to mind. Oh, uh, the wiki answers all questions, and it was the use, a screen name used by fan uh-huh. Jennifer Stevens, well, there you go. who was the webmaster of the Beast Wars Anonymous fan fiction archive. <laughs> I definitely read a lot of that site back Meanwhile, in the day. Meanwhile, Thundercats are on the loose. Thunder Cheetor's loose? Or th- <laughs> well, no, not Cheetor. Cheetor. We don't really see Cheetor until later in the scene. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't know for sure. that We start off with... Optimus showing off his binoculars yeah, and no, risk communicator. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Yes. So anyway, uh, Death Charge gets ambushed and captured yeah, by Dinobot, and Death, Death Charge, Charge gets out tied to like a so tree. Easily. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I mean, this to be fair, like he has been dropping guys example. out left and right for the past couple of episodes, so it's only also. How fair. does Optimus know about the new Dinobot? Oh yes. <laughs> he just does. Everyone does. He didn't what? though. I guess. Death Church <laughs> told him, maybe? <laughs> maybe he texted him? <laughs> BT Dub's new also, Dinobot. Dinobot is huge OMG. compared to Death Church if you go by toy scale. Yeah. Yes, because Dinobot Ultra? is a deluxe and Death Church is a fairly large. Jeez, uh, what was the. Yeah, suit? A little Ultra, that was the well, I, I guess Death Charge is so lowly shrunk the more episodes he's been in. Yeah, well, you see, the further he gets from his initial episode, the less powerful he needs to get, so... He has gone from all-caps Batman to initial-caps Batman to no-caps Batman. (laughs) Yeah, he... You know, he's gone from, you know, your your Christian Bale Batman to maybe your George Clooney Batman now. (laughs) Uh, At this point, he's going to resort to defeating Dinobot with his Manta credit card. Yeah. So I, I, I do like the ambiance of the scene where he's just tied to a tree and getting interrogated. But before Death Charge can tell him anything, although there's no <gasps> oh, yeah, to tell him, totally ravaged. Uh, there's a crazy <laughs> cat monster. Yeah, it's totally ravaged using the stock roar. Yes. Glowing red eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I will say I'm. I'm pretty sure yep. at this point cat I not have noises. Ian Corlett doing these sounds. Uh, no, no, unless he's the one man behind it. Stock yeah. animal noises number two. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. those probably are actually recordings of Frank Walker. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Like he made them in like 1957. They've been Rau. using them ever since. Rau. Rau. Oh, and Quick so, yeah, Strike it, is it, so excited. Speaking of jobbing out, this thing takes out all the Predacons as usual. He gets a nifty musical cue and then dismembered. <laughs> Yeah. Oops. Yes. 
and then Rampage and Dinobot try and shoot it, but they shoot each other, and I feel there's a real missed opportunity here. I mean, this thing's a cat. Rampage, or Dinobot has a laser. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Because yeah, he's entirely He should be chasing this thing everywhere. Yeah. yeah, probably. I'm pretty sure feral cats will also picky. follow a laser pointer. And so uh, Megatron accidentally shoots Waspinator. Uh, well, yeah. most of Waspinator, except for his wings, which remain flying for a sec, and then yeah. screams at the ground. It goes from, like, survival this episode horror against Ravage's ghost to pure comedy. Yeah, yeah, like an actual Tasmanian devil cyclone like, at one actual point. Actual Looney Tunes. Yeah, Megatron gets his tail sort of planted in the ground. He and then he just falls and off a cliff devil yeah. in the most wily coyote kind of way with the sound effect of the landing. And he says, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You might as well throw up a, you know, hold up a sign that says, yikes. It's not like they haven't been letting the animators get in their fill of slapstick this season. Yeah, maybe they were sort of waiting for it for a couple of years, and it just... Entirely lunatics. All came out at once. I I don't entirely have a problem with them doing that as comic relief kills. It's it's doing it to Megatron, as him, the the piece de resistance of lumping all the comedy ideas together on Megatron. No. Especially since it's not really a comedy episode otherwise. I mean, it was okay in the, the low road. Yeah, doing the quick strikes fine, doing the Waspinator is fine, Megatron is all over the place. Episode. He, he built yeah. a Frankenstein Dinobot. Yeah. Yeah, that, he, he shouldn't be jobbed out like yes. that. We can't have Never. him yaha hooey off a cliff. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, the, the monster gets a little up close and personal with death charge, but it disappears when Primal gets there. Back at the maximal base, Cheetor is back, yeah. and he passes out. And Optimal Optimus is in Beast Mode uh, because... the end of the episode. We do yeah. get a Gorilla Mode, at least. I mean, I, I do like that Gorilla Mode. We don't we get see a Gorilla Mode in this episode. We get a Gorilla Mode spoilers in the next episode with no real reason behind it. Just because he's used to it and he hasn't used it in a while? The animators so remembered can... he had a Gorilla Mode? So they can draw him scratching his armpit. Uh, come on, guys. This... That is kind of neat. Listen, this toy has four it's modes. Really you gotta sell it all four. He clips all into himself and he scratches himself. It's weird. Yeah. Also, we get it to be continued, despite the plot of this episode being entirely resolved. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the, there are continuing plot things that immediately follow up in the next episode, but you could have just changed the title. It's not a direct to be continued kind of things ended. No, but we don't know who the mystery cat yeah. monster was. No, who 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 could it be? Given that there's only one living cat-based character on this show who keeps mysteriously disappearing oh, uh, whenever uh, Cheetor's around. Rap- oh. Yes, no, uh, or maybe it's the ghost uh, of Tigatron. Yeah, I mean, no one in the show suggests any of these things. Well, no, I mean, nobody. When we see more of this in the next episode, nobody has any idea what it is except for Primal. Out the has, yeah. Primal has read one who has any idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like if they'd done it better, like we hadn't seen Ravage's dismembered head, and we'd maybe had hints along that something else was out there, maybe. But it's, no, it's obviously Cheetor. Or maybe There's, if anyone at any point ever said the name Ravage or the name Tigatron. <laughs> yes. 
And uh, yeah, so that is a, that is a basically all there is to say for Feral Scream Part One. It's we're we're selling you a toy. We're hinting that we're going to sell you another toy in the next episode. <laughs> and we're definitely not telling you anything about Transmetal Tubes. You know, as you do. Yes. Yeah. And also, I I must note the Italian title of this episode, <laughs> which is Many Emotions. Part oh, seriously? <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if, obviously if this were made today, they would call it Still All the better Fields, than most part of one. Japanese titles for episodes. Yeah. I mean, easily, yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, well, you, you don't prefer to You're Under Arrest Meow? I love You're Under Arrest Meow. I, I, I'm excited. The only exciting part of the, Well, okay, there's Rubber Ducky, which is super exciting. The only other thing is, there are four Scott McNeil characters <laughs> at once! Yay! <laughs> so much Scott. That's true. Yeah. All the Scots. He's he's one he's uh, you know one guy uh, short of making a whole team of planeteers. Yeah. Yes, I, I assume when their powers combine, they form Scott McNeil, like which is yeah, just a captain planet with like longer shirt. hair and a sleeveless uh, shirt. A cowboy hat embroidered <laughs> with looting. Looting is not the way. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, episode. Yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, even Bad Beast Wars is fine. I mean, this has some nice action. Obviously, the voice acting is good, and I still really want uh, that. Uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, Megatron's his, Transmetal uh, Action yeah, Playset. Evil Mechanism game is super strong. I think given so. up. Yeah. Microverse was gone. I was think it was on clearance it? at KB by then. Yeah, which is a shame. I, yeah. But, but what I would really this transform those, into uh, those microphones? When it's sets. not a giant exposed rib cage that glows. Well, that was some kind of bug. It already has the bug legs. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess it could have been a centipede. I mean, I would prefer oh, it was yeah, not, no, but maybe like a centipede. like a pill bug or something. I mean, we yeah. already have a pill bug, but they they made arachnid, who is just another spider. Pill bugs are pretty great. All right. So until next time, uh, you can reach us at uh, on Twitter at, at @stasispod. On Facebook at facebook.com slash stasispod. And, and on our Tumblr RSS feed is hosted by Radio, where yeah. you can also catch our uh, titular news podcast every week. Uh, we are on iaconunderground.net. And if you prefer, you can also find us on iTunes. And uh, while you're there, rate and review us. We'd really appreciate it. We'd also really appreciate hearing from you, so... Please write into the Maxim mailbag. Yeah, we haven't had any emails in a while. At gmail. Get tweeted sometimes. Like uh, at the Funky Jedi is uh, been designing a spaceship while listening to us. Yes. Uh, funky with a P. Well, that means he's extra funky. All right. So until next time, when we I'm hear Jen. a second I'm viral scream. Row, row, I'm Ron. David. Hat noises. Okay. Uh. Anybody need a break before we do part two?
foreigner talks like Patrick McGowan from The Prisoner. Uh-huh. This one is not a number. This one is a free man. <laughs> uh, he doesn't use this one, but he he is always saying like "be seeing you" and that sort of thing. Huh. And he kind of had the same outfit, and that was also <laughs> Peter David, actually. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, Peter David. Uh, I will also note that uh, upon being introduced to the foreigner, uh, Spider-Man says, "It's nice to meet you. I have all your albums." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how excited are you for Spider-Man? Spider-Man. I am I am only now able to form words. <laughs> That's kind of surprising. I think the best thing I've seen online in response to that is the thing that replaces his oh hi with I'm the emissary from hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just I, I did notice that for the for the day Twitter pretty much consisted of various gifts of Either Spider-Man suddenly appearing in things, or or just Spider-Man like from the cartoon swinging by, going "Hey there!" <laughs> or also that uh, Japanese Spider-Man banging a wrench on the ground and dubbing yes. the Spider-Man Ant-Man fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so Tokusatsu-y. Really, I I love that the eyes move. The, the eyes moving is amazing. 